0: Hi, welcome to another episode of Paulton Power Power System Designs podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host Alex Paul, and today I've got Alan Wadsworth. He's a market development manager uh, semiconductor test at uh, Agilent, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, power and power test and some of the issues facing the uh, power design community. Isn't that right, Alan? Hi, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you, Alex. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of issues facing people at power. Um, and it seems like there's no real good solutions out there that uh, can address all the needs that people have. I mean, you look at power devices, power semiconductors. They're just you know going into everything these days, uh, getting more and more integrated into you know automobiles, heavy equipment, they have alternative energy, consumer electronics, IT, space, and yet. A lot of times there's no real good way to test or, you know, get, get data on these devices that people are using.
0: Well, and, and I agree with you completely, Alan, because, well, you've got two big application spaces, in my humble opinion. You've got all of the devices that used to be, quote-unquote, electric. They're now all logic-driven, very, very sophisticated electronic systems nowadays because they've migrated over the years. And then we've got this whole new crop of application spaces that didn't realize they could – Use a motion solution or an electronic solution to address that functionality. Things like church organs using accelerometers in the keys and wind pressure sensors in the air boxes and things like that. That requires all of these new skills to, and, and especially in the area of test because, you know, if I'm a mechanical engineer, I could be the greatest mechanical engineer on the planet. If I don't understand power test, I'm going to have problems driving that system I've created.
1: No, that's completely true, and uh, there also in the power space, what I've noticed, there seems to be a lot of uncertainty a lot of times about how good the data sheet specs really are, or if you actually look at the data sheets on a lot of these components, they don't really uh, necessarily give you all the information you need. Sometimes they only give you, you know, quote-unquote typical parameters, or they don't give you the parameters across temperature that you need. Um, they may not give you the data at the frequency you want to operate at, So really, if you're uh, somebody trying to design a circuit or a power circuit and you want to use a component, you have a lot of questions in your head, Uh, you know, am I really picking the right component or is the data that I'm plugging into my models really going to work for me?
0: Right, right. I mean, just think about something as simple as integrating LEDs. Oh, man, I'm putting a constant current device into my system and I used to have to only worry about my voltages and is that really going to impact me? How is that going to impact my power design? There, you could probably give me a lot of examples about that. I mean how many where, where do you see some of the the, the trends and you know, in the device market power devices?
1: Well I mean power devices like I say they're just being used everywhere um, you know you you have people making for example uh, medical equipment um, we have you know people electric rail systems people going to there and what's actually interesting too is that the the things that people are putting these into a lot of times they're actually Uh, mission-critical things where, you know, human life is involved, too. So that's another issue that I'm seeing is a lot of people are very concerned to really understand, you know, or avionics, for that matter, you know, all this stuff, you know, you have uh, potential for loss of human life if a component fails. So, again, people really, really want to understand that the, you know, things they're putting into their systems are going to be reliable and that they're going to meet the specs that they they expect them to meet. So that's really, and that's really a big issue for a lot of people is this issue of reliability and liability, I think.
0: Mm, well, and it's a double-edged sword, right? Because, and, But then again, if, if you look at it also as a positive side, because all of the things you're doing for reliability, monitoring, control, they're also going to help you on the power management side as well. A system that's more uh, reliable not is not always more efficient, but a system that is better managed almost always is.
1: Right, yeah, and of course that's true. Efficiency is very important as well, and what you see, uh, and then, by the way, the general trend we're kind of seeing also, you know, uh, part of the reason some of these devices are getting more ubiquitous is that we used to only, of course, have silicon, now we've got a lot of these exotic new materials, the probably most uh, prominent one right now is silicon carbide that's come along, uh, the, wide, the so-called wide bandgap materials, where they, have, they can operate at much uh, higher frequencies, they can operate at much higher temperatures, So they have a lot of advantages over the traditional silicon, and now we also have the the gallium nitride stuff coming out. Well, that introduces a lot of new issues, too. Now, as you go to higher frequencies, you actually have to start worrying about a lot of other things in terms of efficiency. Um, You know, DC, of course, you have the on-resistance of the device. That will determine how much power it's dissipating DC, but as you go into the, you know, higher frequency regimes, uh, you have to really start worrying about the capacitance of the device because that will start impacting uh, its efficiency, and there's also the issue of gate charge, which will also cause um, a driving loss as you go to higher and higher frequencies. So, again, this, this trend to go to higher frequencies is also uh, causing a lot, of, um, a lot of need to characterize things a lot more in depth than people have done in the past.
0: Well, and, and I agree with you completely there, Alan. You're completely right. That puts such a pressure, though, on tests. So you've got all of these evaluation requirements, and so I see where this is leading um, what have you guys come out with to address some of these things?:
1: Yeah, so you're leading right into where I wanted to talk about was that we have a new product coming out, the B 1506A, that's specifically designed for the uh, power device um, circuit designer. We call it a power device analyzer for circuit design. And the idea behind this product is that it can uh, measure devices up to uh, 1500 amps and 3,000 volts. It can measure all of the current voltage parameters that you need on, you know, all the stuff on the data sheet, um, on resistance, breakdown, voltage, leakage. Um, It also has, for example, fully automated capacitance measurement, so you can measure all the uh, main uh, capacitance parameters up to 3,000 volts of DC bias. Um, It also has thermal testing capability. Again, all these devices have to, you know, function. You look at a car, it has to cold start, say, in Minnesota in the wintertime, so, you know, you want to be able to go to minus... um, degrees Celsius in order for it to work, and also this stuff has to operate in very harsh environments, too, where maybe a couple hundred degrees centigrade, so we have to be able to test it thermally, uh, and you know other parameters, things like gate charge and uh, being able to calculate conduction loss and driving loss, these are all important, so having a single solution, and by the way, there really is no single solution out right out there right now that can do everything and nothing that can do it very easily. So what we're trying to do with this product also is make the user interface very simplified so that anybody who doesn't do it, as you mentioned, mechanical engineers, things like that, may, they may not really understand how to test a power device. But the idea behind this instrument is that anybody can actually come up and just because it has a datasheet-like format, do a fill in the blanks and be able to test their devices very easily.
0: Well, Alan, the user interface is critical now because you've got devices that are so sophisticated, like this device. And if, But if you can't translate that functionality to the user, you're going to wind up, you know, wasting some of that functionality in there. So I would say on top of that, you probably have a little bit of um, an educational effort to make sure that some of these uh, users can properly operate it. What kind of support do you offer there?
1: Yeah, well, we, of course, we we have uh, startup assistance that we can give people. And uh, we also do seminars. Uh, we also have, by the way, a parametric handbook, uh, which I actually happen to, be, I happen to have written uh, but we have, uh, and that's free, by the way. It's available from our website. You can, if you can do a search on Parametric Handbook, uh, it's got about 200 pages of material on how to do uh, parametric measurement. So these resources are all available on the, um, the Agilent website. And, uh, but, again, part of the hope with this product was that it would be a very simple product to use. If you actually look at the user interface, it's got essentially a sheet like format, and you have all the parameters there, you can actually go in and change the parameters on the user interface and do a measurement and see if you, say, want to measure something at a different frequency than the data sheet specs that at or something like that. You can actually go in and look at the graph and see what the graph looks like and see how it's different from maybe what the data sheet has. So in this way, we're, we're hoping to offer the people that are using these power devices a real simple and easy way to make sure that the device they want to use in their system actually meets the performance requirements they need.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, now, Alan, what are some of the other uh, features of the system? You know, I'll give you an opportunity here to tout some of the really uh, some of the other uh, top-level features of it for our audience, so they can have a better handle on what kind of device it can do for them.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Um, so, one thing I would like to point out that's uh, I think unique and very neat to this product is it has uh, what we call an oscilloscope view now. When you look at how you have to measure a power device, everything has to be done in a, in a pulsed fashion uh, because obviously these devices heat up very quickly, and as soon as they heat up, their characteristics change. So you want to keep them fairly cold when you're characterizing them. So you typically give it a very short pulse. Now, we can actually do pulses as short as 10 microseconds. Uh, you want to pulse the device, make some measurements during the pulse, and then let it you know, cool off. Uh, But the question you always have is, do all my waveforms, do all the voltages and currents I want to measure, have they actually reached their peak value during the pulse? Uh, So we actually have the ability, you can actually go in at any point along a measurement curve, you can pick a point and go in and then see uh, what we call the oscilloscope view. The instrument has a built-in ability to go in and and show you the waveforms, so you can actually look and visually verify that your waveforms are are correct when you're actually making the measurement. I think that's a, a really cool feature, actually, of the product. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, I agree. Well, you know and, and but then that goes back to making it easy, making it intuitive, making it a tool and not just another device that they have to memorize an arcane set of instructions to operate.
1: Right, yeah, and again, everything we've tried to do has been very simplified on this. Um, I mentioned that, for example, it can do capacitance measurement. Honestly speaking, capacitance measurement is not a very simple thing to do on these devices. Um, it can get extremely complicated. The connections, if you try to do this manually, are very complicated in order to eliminate uh, parasitic paths. Sometimes you have to use external components. So what we've actually done with the capacitance, we have like a little matrix that actually um, automatically switches in all the right connections. So All you have to do for any three-terminal device is put it into the, uh, the component, the socket, and Basically, tell it what you want to measure, and it'll make that measurement. So all of the standard capacitance measurements, the CISs, COSs, CRSs, can be done automatically, up to three thousand volts of DC bias. And again, I don't know of anybody else out there that can make that claim. I, I think that's kind of an industry first, as far as I know. Um, well, you and,
0: know, it, I, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, you can make all the claims you want. The nice thing about technology is your the audience can verify and even if it's not the first, um, the, if the specific specifications are to their liking, they will still like the product, trust me.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. And then the other issue also is gate charge. Uh, we actually have a very um, innovative way to measure gate charge. It's very simple. You just uh, put a gate charge adapter uh, into our socket, and you can plug the device in. Now, gate charge is a you know big issue right now. A lot of uh, people are... Writing papers on that, really, if you look at the circuits uh, that people develop to do gate charge measurements, they're actually quite complicated. Um, you can go out there and look at any number of papers written on that. But we actually have a way to measure gate charge up to 3,000 volts, which, again, I think breaks the uh, limit as far as I know. I think the conventional testers available out there are 60 volts, so we've, we've done a lot with that. And so we can do both low- and high-voltage gate charge measurements And for the uh, IGBT module market, this is going to be, I think, really innovative. And, again, gate charge is very important when you start getting into this, uh, you know, switching loss, conduction loss area uh, because it seems to be the dominant factor.
0: Uh, Agreed. Agreed,
1: Alan. So
0: um, what I always like to do, Alan, is um, give my guests the opportunity to have the last word, which People who know me know um, that's a very rare thing in, in real life. So I always give my interviewees, my guests, the chance to have the last say here. So, what would you like to leave our audience with? What kind of tips or insights or views on the marketplace, or even something about the product itself that you wanted to leave us with before uh, we closed out the episode?
1: Sure. Well. I mean, again, uh, power device, th- this whole market, I mean, designing power circuits has gotten very complicated as the devices tend you know, we had this explosion in different types of devices, things like that. And, again, there's so many things you have to characterize, uh, static characteristics, capacitance, uh, you know, performance across temperature, that I think the device designer has a real problem because that right now with the curve tracer, they can't get everything they need. So uh, I do think that the 1506 is something that might want to take a look at because you can actually measure all these things, you can verify, that you could actually enter it into your circuit simulations. So I really think that this product could help people eliminate a lot of their prototyping, their design cycles, could really make them much more efficient. And again, this product is focused on the designers, not on the people that make the devices. So it it, it is specifically focused on that market for the people that want to make circuits or circuit designers, not necessarily the device manufacturing market. Got
0: it, got it, got it. Well, hey, Alan, uh, is there a deep dive website or URL for the product or just give us the general uh, website?
1: Yeah, well, generally, if you go to www.agilent.com slash find slash B1506A, um, you can uh, should be take you to the uh, landing page for the product, and or if you just search on B fifteen oh six A on our website, you should also be able to find it. No problem.
0: Excellent. Well, hey, Alan, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Uh, Power test, as we both agreed, is an incredibly growing and complicated space, and so having new tools to really help the engineering community address them is always welcome. So thanks.
1: Well, thank you very much.
0: The uh, pleasure is mine. and I would also like to thank everyone out there in the audience for taking the time to listen to us. We wouldn't be here without you. tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paulton Power. Have a great day.